Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Representative of Duquesne Abate on, and we're going to be talking about Abate, what they have in store for Illinois, as well as what's going on around the, the nation, what kind of issues uh, that they're concentrating on. I know they're doing a lot with autonomous vehicles, they're also doing a lot with profiling. So it's going to be a great interview, and I'll give you my final thoughts on. The interview when we get back. Go over to ProudHooligan.com for all your insane throttle official merchandise, including our new Proud Hooligan line. ProudHooligan.com has a wide assortment of gear to make you look good on your next ride. ProudHooligan.com is the go-to for every biker when they want to look good as well as to help the show out while doing it. Visit ProudHooligan.com now. Rock on. If, you know, like I said, if you watch the show, we talk a lot about, uh, Biker rights, MRF, uh, motorcycle club rights, uh, profiling, and I wanted to get a little insight on uh, what you guys are doing in Duquesne, uh, what the state of Illinois uh, or ABATE of Illinois is doing, uh, the whole nine yards. Uh, but first, I was wanting to get your opinion on some of the profiling going around the country right now. Sure. Well, it's, it's a problem. I mean, you just look at the state of Illinois um, and, you know, a couple of things we've gotten taken care of. You know, there's a couple towns, uh, Harvard being one of them, where if three or four of you rode into town, they, you know, they saw you on motorcycles, you had colors on your back or whatever, they pull you over because uh, you were considered a gang. Uh, you could have been literally riding through, but you were considered a gang. They could arrest you, fine you, throw you in jail for a night. Um, just because you're riding motorcycles and, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a problem. Um, because one of the biggest, you know, misconceptions is, oh, here comes, you know, three, four bikers and, oh God, it's a gang. Our town's going to be on fire soon. And we got a big old problem. So, um, that was something that, you know, we got taken care of, you know, because it was a city ordinance from 40 years ago. Um, and you know, it's applying to people nowadays and you just, you can't have it. Mm -hmm. Harvard's, that's, uh, I don't know, probably 40 minutes east of me. And I, yeah. this is the first time I heard of that one, uh, but it doesn't surprise me with Harvard. Yeah, no, and it was, I want to say that got handled about a year or two years ago. Um, it was definitely, definitely a problem. Um, but thankfully we got it. But, you know, you even go around uh, right now, even in, Kane County, there's a couple of places I can tell you where you go and you walk in and right on the front door or right inside the front door, it's, you know, no MC colors allowed. Mm -hmm. And it's, and one of them is a biker bar. 
and they've got no MC colors allowed. And, you know, it's it's disturbing. Uh, HD Rockers in Maple Park is one of them. And, you know, you it's I don't want to say don't support a business, but how do you as a, as a biker or, you know, someone that fights for motorcyclist rights or you talk about motorcyclist rights on your show all the time, how do you support a business like that that's basically saying, cool, you're a biker, but you can't come in here because of the clothes on you? You know, it doesn't make sense. Right. Now, you said about a year ago that the Harvard thing got taken care of. How did that uh, get taken care of? Well, um, a bait of Illinois' legislative officer, Josh Butowski, did a lot of work with them and basically went to them and said, look, you know, you've got this ordinance from 100 years ago or whatever it was and said, look, you know, this doesn't work and here's why. And he did what he always does. You know, he worked with the, you know, local village trustees and and city trustees and all that and got it changed um, because he said, here's here's the deal. You know, here's why it doesn't make sense. And here's the problem. You know, you've got people, you know, that ride in groups all the time and you're going to punish them and arrest them because of colors on their back. That just doesn't work. And, you know, he went to work and did what he does and he got a change, thankfully, because, you know, I mean, otherwise, what do you do as a biker? You avoid the city. Right. Right. Exactly. And bikers bring in tons of money when it comes to that. Yes, they do. So this uh, morning on criminal justice reform. And I wanted to get your uh, input on this because I was kind of surprised, you know, I might be uh, stepping out of tune, but I was surprised ABATE didn't get into this conversation with criminal justice reform, Uh, especially the profiling part. Did you guys get an invite? Did you have any legislative input into it? Uh, we talked about it and it was one of those, it's such a touchy subject. You know, you've got to be, we have to be careful what we get involved, you know, because it's, it's being, you know, our group is very nonpartisan. We work both sides of the aisle, obviously. Um, and it's one of those subjects where, you know, like me personally, I have my own opinions, but obviously me personally does not represent what the state is going to do. Um, It was definitely talked about, but we, you know, it was just one of those, when it came to profiling, that wasn't even a topic coming up, and so we didn't get involved in it. Well, couldn't uh, we have pushed for that topic to be included? We could have, um, and being the fact that it sounds, at least from everything that I'm saying, obviously he hasn't signed it in the law yet. I think there's a lot to be discussed on this police reform bill. Um, and a lot of it being not so much what they're trying to accomplish, but the language of it. Um, I think it's definitely something, and it's something that we work on every year regardless. Um, I think it's definitely going to come back into play, and it's going to be something that you see. I mean, you look at the federal level, <clears throat> and we were heavily involved in pushing to get HRES 255 pushed through on the federal level between us and you know the MRF and all this, and of course, they didn't put it onto the house floor. It got dropped and, you know, it's going to have to be refiled again, but we pushed insanely hard on that. Um, and we had, you know, reps, unfortunately, in the state of Illinois, like Lauren Underwood, that didn't sign on to it uh, and, and didn't do anything with it. And it unfortunately did not get put onto the house floor in January and it, it died. Hmm. Now, I know, uh, now is Abate of Illinois trying to uh, get together or push where, 
I know Washington State has it. Idaho just saw uh, put it the anti-profiling legislation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think- there's definitely it's it's definitely on the radar. It's uh, one of the things that on our legislative agenda for this year, motorcyclist profiling is one of the top things that we're working on. Um, and we've got a lot of good, you know, state reps that we work with. Uh, we've got a lot of local reps that, you know, at least that I work with. Um, and it's something, it's on our agenda every year, but this year is one of the ones we're pushing for it pretty hard this year, especially like you said, with this, you know, reform bill coming in. Right. Now, uh, have you guys reached out to say uh, NCOM motorcycle profiling project with Double D uh, to get some guidance? Because I know Double D really spearheaded uh, those anti-profiling bills. Uh, our legislative coordinator, Josh, was actually just down in Texas uh, for their legislative day, and he was working a lot with them on the motorcycling profile or motorcyclist profiling issue. So, and I know he's in contact a lot with, you know, the motorcycle profiling project and all that. Um, so yeah, there's definitely conversation and it's a collaborative across the country issue and states are working together on this to help each other across the country. Yeah, I'd hope so that everybody gets involved in that. Uh, like I said, there's four states right now, uh, but I think it needs to get into a 50-state deal or at the federal level because it is a huge problem, especially in Texas. Texas is uh, ground zero for what yep. they're down there, especially with MC clubs. But on the other hand, I always say that independents are at risk. Other organizations like HOG, everybody's at risk for profiling. And a lot of people will say, well, that won't happen. That don't happen. It's like, yeah, until it happens to you. Exactly. Well, and that's just it. And it's, it's funny you mention it because you look at places like, you know, these bars that I'm mentioning with no colors. I know people that have gone to some of these bars wearing their hog patches on their back. I mean, it's hog. You're not an MC. You're not a club. It's, it's hog. And they were told because of their hog patch, they had to leave. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Now, have you guys uh, heard or had any problems out of the uh, American Legion? Uh, Because I know we covered this. There's a couple uh, posts around the country where they're only letting Legion riders in there, but uh, they're kicking out other clubs. And it's uh, funny, they're kicking out veterans clubs. Uh, But have we had any of those problems around here in Illinois? Um, I mean, there's a couple of legions where I've seen that, you know, no colors except for American Legion riders. Um, and now you're, now you're coming into a whole new problem because not only are you profiling against motorcyclists, you're actually, you're actually picking and choosing uh, which clubs are acceptable and which are not. And now you're, now you're setting yourself up for, you know, defamation lawsuits and all this other stuff. I mean, it's, it's crazy because, you know, one club is okay, one club isn't, and it, it, it's it's not right across the table. Um, so, yeah, I've seen a couple of these legions. I mean, for the most part, I personally have not run into any issues with them. I, I've done a lot of work with legion riders and American legions. Um, I mean, hell, we, you know, our, our meetings are hosted every month at an American legion. So, for the most part, no, it's not a huge deal, but I've seen a couple. Yeah, and uh... – have you guys let the, the profiling project know about that one? 
Oh yeah, we. I mean, we make it pretty vocal when we find a place like that. Um, you know, my first thing is I try and talk to them and say, "Hey, look, you know, you know." And obviously, it's at the discretion of the owner of the place. You can't, you know, can't force them. But you know, I try and make it a point of here's the issue with it. Um, you know, and here's what you know, Beta of Illinois works on with profiling. Uh, you know, and you try and get them to take it down. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. Right, exactly. Uh, what kind of legislation other than the profiling are you guys working with? I've talked uh, a lot about the EPA uh, gas standards. Uh, that right now is a cluster right now <laughs> with uh, what they're doing with oil and gas uh, as far as drilling and stuff. But uh, I know that uh, MRF was working with the labeling of the gas and all that stuff. Yeah, E15 is a big problem um, because you've got, you know, it's against federal law to put it into your motorcycle. So when you've got these pumps that are either, you know, blended pumps or, you know, not properly labeled and you pull up in your motorcycle and, you know, you go to put gas in, and the last guy used E15, you know how that runoff works. You just shoved E15 into your motorcycle, and, I mean, that's going to destroy your engine. And that's not just a motorcycle. That's boats, that's lawnmowers, it's any of that stuff. Um, so E15 is definitely one that we're working on. We want properly labeled or separate pumps for E15. Um, another big one that we're working on is autonomous vehicles uh, because it's <laughs> These things aren't seen. You know, they ran a test a couple of years ago where they took, I want to say it was nine autonomous vehicles, and they put a motorcycle in a parking lot. And the only thing that this autonomous vehicle had to do was not hit the motorcycle. Out of the nine, eight of them ran it over. And the ninth one passed because it caught it last minute and slammed on its brakes and tipped it enough just that the motorcycle fell over, but because it didn't run it over, they, they passed it. Um, and you look at the FCC, they just gave away all those radio frequencies that were used for autonomous vehicles. Um, you know, this is a constant battle because we understand that autonomous vehicles are going to happen. It's the wave of the future. But in Illinois, it cost Bruce Rauner um, our endorsement because he signed an executive order that said basically these things can be on Illinois uh, roadways with no regulations, no rules, no nothing. And go nuts you know and it's it's crazy because these things are going to kill us oh exactly uh what is their radar not in tune because they run by radar too don't they yeah it's well it's all about it's all yeah what they're picking up you know they're constantly scanning and if you don't fall into its i guess i would call it vision it doesn't know that you're there you know and the scary part of this if you think about it is they're working on autonomous semis now too and the way these things work, these platoons are, you've got, you know, the one semi in the front and these, these trucks are all hooked up by Wi-Fi. So I don't know about you, but the Wi-Fi in my house does not always work perfectly. And if you've got eight trucks hooked together by Wi-Fi and the Wi-Fi goes off, holy Christ, where are these things going? Exactly. You know, it's scary. Well, what kind of bills are you trying to get passed concerning uh, autonomous vehicles? Well, like I said, we want rules and we want regulations. You know, if you're going to test these things, you know, if there's, you know, one, like, for instance, you know, let's get two people in these vehicles while they're, you know, they're out on the road. I mean, because what's going to happen? You're going to say, okay, get a safety driver in there. Well, what's he doing? He's driving and he's doing this the whole time. Right. He's not paying attention to anything. He's texting away or he's playing on Facebook. I mean, there was one 
I forget which state it was. I saw it a couple months ago <clears throat> where the guy was playing with his dog in the back seat while the autonomous car was rolling and it hit a squad car, you know, and a squad car is twice the size of a motorcycle. So, you know, you, you need at least two safety drivers in there because if something does go wrong, you need to be able to ensure, hey, I'm not going to hit this, Scott, this squad car or this motorcycle or this, you know, person walking across the street. Um, but unfortunately, we all know how it goes because we see it every day when we're driving or riding. Everybody's on their damn cell phones. Exactly. How many years do you think uh, before, before autonomous vehicles become uh, the stay of uh, highways here in Illinois? Uh, you know, I mean, I can tell you they're already on our roads. They're already on our highways. Um, I don't know how long until they're a, a prolific thing. Um, but what scares me is that it's going to come sooner than later with no rules or regulations, and we're going to see an uptick in problems. And mm. I fear in typical fashion, it's going to take the problems to come up with a solution rather than getting ahead of it in the first place. So there ain't no guidelines or anything at uh, IDOT? Not in the state of Illinois. So how in the state do we, of Illinois, you can throw them on the roads and just go. Man. There ain't even uh, federal regulations for that? Uh, there's federal ones, but, I mean, it's also a state-by-state, state, you know, situation. And, I mean, uh, MRF is on this, you know, on a federal level. There's definitely things being talked about. I know we're working on uh, scheduling meetings with uh, the new transportation guy, Pete Buttigieg there. Um, Pete Buttigieg. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, we're working on trying to get meetings with him because he's a transportation guy. I mean, you know, motorcyclists need a seat at the table. So, it, and this being one of the very important reasons because of autonomous vehicles and stuff like that, you know, it's um, it's definitely worked, uh, worked on. Um, I know... It's a topic across every state. It's a topic federal. Like I said, the MRF is on it big time. Um, so yeah, it's it's definitely going to take rules and regulations and work. But you know, I would say that for the most part, um, it's been a very positive talk. I think everybody understands because um, again, it's not just a motorcycle thing. It's you know, if you've got someone who's walking across the street and it doesn't pick a person, you know, it's going to run that person down. I mean, that's an issue. Oh, big issue. That's a big issue. Now, you said you're uh, going to be trying to get a meeting with him. Where's Abate on the infrastructure deal with uh, the electric? Uh, you know, because they're probably going to try to get it to where there's an electric freaking uh, charging station at each gas station and stuff. And as we know, electric motorcycles, they're going to, they're the future right now. Uh, I yep. guess. Under this administration, they want to phase out uh, a lot of gas and stuff, uh, powered cars, by 2030. Where's Abate holding on that? Well, I mean, it's a topic that's obviously just come up fresh because of this new you know, discussion from this administration. We're talking about it. I mean, I do know that electric motorcycles are, are out there. I mean, Harley's got their live wires. Zero's got their electric bikes. They're out there. Um, I think if it really, if it came to a point where um, you see that, you know, combustion engines are about to be done away with, I mean, you're definitely going to see a pushback and a fight on that. Um, but being that it's such a new thing that's come out, you know, it's, it's already been or being talked about on what do we do, but 
there's nothing solid in place yet because it's so fresh. But yeah, it's definitely being watched for sure. What other issues is Duquesne working on? I, I like I said, I actually think I was it's out of St. Charles, isn't it? Uh, was well, now we're we're based out of West Chicago because we cover uh-huh. Kane and DuPage County, but right. same difference. Um, the one of the biggest things we're working on, and man, I don't know, I don't know how you fix this anymore. Um, but it's a it's a never ending fight. Is texting drivers? You know, it's it, how many? Okay, I I drive to work or I ride to work, and how many people do you see on their cell phones? Or you know, I mean, there was one. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, a buddy of mine called me and he's like, man, I saw this, this lady was curling her hair in, in the car while driving and it's, it's distracted driving. And, um, you know, we have a state Senator, Christina Castro, who, you know, put through legislation to, you know, make stricter uh, fines and, and penalties for texting drive, And nobody cares. Nobody cares at all. And it's, you know, nothing changed. Um, and one of the big issues is, you know, it, it's not just the fact that nobody cares, it's the lack of enforcement. Right. You know? And I understand, I understand that, you know, police agencies and, and I am all about, you know, police departments, don't get me wrong, I am all back to blue. You know, but, you know, when it comes to what, you know, what is their um, benefit to enforcing it, there really isn't one. And I think that's a, a big reason that it's not enforced or it's not, you know, stopping is because, there's a lack of enforcement. There's a lack of caring because, you know, in today's day and age, every everybody's got to have their eyes glued to a cell phone and nothing else matters. Well, what really upsets me is when somebody is texting and driving, they kill a motorcyclist and they don't get no time. Nothing happens. Are you guys getting enhanced penalties for somebody texting and killing a biker? Absolutely. And not only that, we're, we're not only going and texting and driving and killing a biker, we've got uh, people out there on suspended license or revoked license that are driving around. They kill a biker and they only go to jail if they're drunk. Why well, you got a guy that's perfectly sober on a revoked license or a suspended license and he kills a biker, he should absolutely be in prison. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to work on that this year because you have to, and it's, it's a, it's a continuing battle. Um, but like I said, you know, okay, so I'm driving around on a revoked license, you're on your motorcycle and I run you over, but I'm not drunk. So I don't get in trouble. That doesn't make any sense. Not at all. Not at all. No. And what's the pushback uh, with the legislature that that bill, how many co-sponsors and stuff has it gotten yet? Well, it's, it's coming in this year and obviously we're playing with the, when are they in session? I mean, they were supposed to be in session this week. And of course that got canceled because of coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we're playing the game of, you know, when are they going to be in session? Um, I definitely know there are legislators that'll sign on and it's going to be a, um, it's going to be a battle because you're going to get the pushback and the what ifs and what about this scenario. But you know, you go to work and it's one of those, if you, you know, if it's that old adage where you can cry about it all day, but if you don't do something about it, what, what good is your crying doing? And we're, we're not going to stop until this is fixed because we've got too many riders on the road that this could, you know, potentially kill and it has to be done. Now, is there a, uh, an effort between all the A-Bates to uh, address this in each state? Yeah. You know, and we do, 
you know, there's there's different uh, events every year, uh, like uh, Heartland Steam is coming up, and that's where a bait of Illinois, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Minnesota, North Dakota, South Dakota, we all get together, and we basically hold a huge roundtable and a forum and a, and a meeting and say, okay, what is everybody doing? You know, and that's where you get, okay, this is working in South Dakota. Maybe we should try it here. They tried this in Indiana, and it didn't work. Here's why it didn't work. Maybe we tweak this. Maybe we scrap it all together. So, yeah, it's a collaborative effort, especially in our Midwest region where all of us sit down and we say, okay, what's working? What's not working? Where do we go from here? You know, and it's not uncommon where there's issues out of state and they'll call us and say, hey, we need your help on this and we'll start writing letters and we'll do this and, and team up with other states. Um, there was an issue in California uh, last year, I think it was last year or the year before, uh, with colors on vests. And they got a hold of us and we got involved. And I mean, that was in California. So, yeah, it's definitely not uncommon for us to work with other states, uh, you know, if it's, you know, if it's going to help them and resolve an issue for bikers. So uh, the autonomous vehicles, the Texas, uh, texting and driving, uh, is top priorities. What other priority, what would be your top uh, five that we need to know, that we need to get the word out, uh, to get people on uh, the phone with the legislatures, all that? I mean, I get, you know, my top five, and I would start it with absolutely distracted driving because that's, that's such a problem. Uh, but definitely distracted driving, autonomous vehicles, uh, the E15 fuel, uh, motorcyclist profiling being another huge one, um, you know, and, and those are going to be our, our main, but, you know, we definitely put in some work up until COVID hit on the, you know, trailer fees, um, because in Illinois, trailer fees went from 18 bucks to $118. It was a 500% increase, um, you know, and that's a big part of us. You know, we're not a trailer rights organization, but, you know, people haul motorcycles on trailers. People pull trailers behind motorcycles. And, you know, you have a 500% increase and it's crazy. We had bills out there with huge number of co-sponsors. I think there was 30 plus co-sponsors on it. Um, and then COVID hit and it died. And so now it's going to be something that'll have to come back up this year. So that's another one that we'll be, we'll be looking at again this year. Hmm. You know, one thing that I get sometimes, because I'm a big pusher of ABATE, MRF, NCOM, MPP is that they don't want to join because they hear about all it, I call it ridiculous issues like grass clippings. Uh, are you why is Abate so intent on? Oh, I guess I'm an older guy where we rode different than these newer ones, but mm -hmm. I do that all the time. Well, why are they focusing on grass clippings when they could be focusing on this or that issue? So, yes, we put stuff out about grass clippings. We do. And it's usually in the summertime and year. We don't make a huge, you know, it's not like we're putting out legislation for grass clippings. It's already against the law to put your grass clippings on the road. But it's amazing that when you put something out, you know, because, I mean, we ride out in the country and you see these guys blow their grass all over the road. Yeah, you ride around it or whatever. But it's amazing when you put out one little snippet about, hey, don't blow your grass onto the road and everybody loses their freaking minds. Um, it's, it's amazing 
because you could preach all year about texting and driving and this, that, and the other thing, and and it's yep, yep, yep. But my God, you put out one little snippet about don't throw your grass out in the road, and everybody comes unhinged. I, I honestly, it amazes me every year, and actually makes me chuckle um, yeah. because it's it's already a state statute and a law. It has been, uh, but my God, don't remind anybody because they just they come unglued. <laughs> One thing I really do love about Abate is uh, save a life. You know, your campaign to save a life each year. Mm-hmm. How old is that uh, campaign? Who came up with it? Because you guys do a lot with motorcycle safety. We do. And, I mean, it's come through different uh, state coordinators through the years. Um, and, you know, one thing like our chapter does is you know we make it a point every year to do a motorcycle awareness day where we get out on a main intersection you know with big old signs and bikes and motorcycles and bikers and you know hold up signs and say put the phones down this that and the other thing uh we actually work with our local county sheriffs on that where they um will you know we see a texting driver blow through that intersection while they're out there the police the the local sheriff and police will actually pull them over and be like hey you know here's what you were doing, here's why it's an issue, put the phone down, you know, you're, you're potentially, you know, going to kill somebody, especially a motorcyclist, if you're texting and you don't see them, you know, so it's a way to bring awareness out there, because a lot of what we do and have to do is educate, and it's not just education to motorists and the public, there are times where it's education to bikers, too, because you know, there, there are definitely people that come to me with legitimate issues and we go to work and we help them. Then there's people that come to me and, oh, I got, I got pulled over, you know, by the police on my motorcycle with my vest on. And well, what'd you do? Well, I was drunk. Well, okay. I can't help you. You know, you broke the law. Um, you know, so it's, it's education on both sides. Yeah. I can't stand drunk drivers. (laughs) Anybody who does it, uh, but with, uh, do you have any of the courses, the initial startup courses to learn how to ride, or is that at a dealership level? Oh, yeah. No, we, we definitely, we work with the MSF. We push, you know, the MSF courses. We actually have funds in the state set aside so that these MSF courses stay free or, or what, I think it's not 20 bucks or whatever it is. Um, yeah, we absolutely work with that. I absolutely encourage everybody to take the advanced riders courses, too. Um, because you know how we get when we've been riding a long time, we're setting our ways and we have bad habits and this, that, and the other thing. And so, yeah, we're definitely huge on the learned ride. It's definitely, it's a dealership thing as well. I know all the Harley dealers do it. Um, and, but yeah, it, MSF courses are an absolute must. I personally would like to see them required for anybody to get a motorcycle license in Illinois. Um, just because I think when you don't, you know, somebody goes and gets their M class, and they don't know what they're doing. They're just as much a danger to themselves as a texting driver is because you don't know what you're doing. So I personally would like to see them mandatory in Illinois to even get your M class. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, right. Uh, where does those uh, they use? Do you guys actually hold, uh, say, at the American Legion in the parking lot courses through Abate, or is it through MR, uh, MSF? Or no, that's MSF classes. Um, I, a bunch of our abate members are actually instructors. Our former state coordinator, he's an instructor. Our legislative coordinator, he's an instructor. Um, so we're heavily involved in it. Um, but yeah, it's all hosted mainly at colleges. 
is mm -hmm. where they're held at. Um, so, but that's an MSF thing. Right. How should we promote Abate? Well, well, I always say if you don't want to go to the meetings, you don't want to do this, you don't want to do that, at least throw some dues out there. Right. Well, you know, and that's a that's a big thing, and, and it's um, it's talked about an awful lot is, um, you know, motorcyclists have rights, they have freedoms, um, and abates why you have them. Um, MRF is why you have them. The AMA is why you have them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of talk on how do you promote abate and a lot of it too is how do we get younger i know our chapter is doing a youth initiative um, because we have a lot of these new riders these up-and-coming riders and they need to know that hey if you want you know freedom of choice on whether or not you want to wear a helmet do you want autonomous vehicles to have rules or not you know i mean you need to be part of the fight because we're only as good as the fight and the more of us there are, the better. Do you feel uh, the younger kids ain't uh, getting involved as much as, uh, say, the way we came up? Yep. No, it's it's definitely an issue. Um, but, I mean, you could say that about almost anything with the younger generation compared to the way we came up. It's all completely different now. Um, so, yeah, a lot of it is getting out there um, and explaining to these kids, hey, look, we want you. We want you to ride. We want you to have all the rights and freedoms that we do. But you got to work for it. They aren't just handed to you because the second that we stop fighting for right, those those are gone. Those are right. gone. Right. You know. Is there any national or any uh, statewide uh, drives that we need to promote for uh, Illinois? Statewide, not yet. I know there's two chapters out there that are doing. Uh, uh, youth initiative. There's us at Duquesne and Lincoln Land out of Springfield is doing one. I think I would not be surprised if in the next year or two you see a statewide campaign on that because the I think the realization is setting in that you know uh, we're going to need this here pretty quick. So it's two chapters right now are doing it. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised in the next year or so if you see a statewide campaign on something like that. Now, uh, lastly, uh, what is Duquesne, uh, what are you guys focused on right now out of your chapter? Well, I mean, all the stuff that we've talked about is, you know, stuff that we're obviously focused on. Uh, one thing that we're working on, uh, Corinne Purog was just elected uh, Madam Chair of Kane County. And one thing that uh, her and I have been working on is actually getting an off-road motorcycle and ATV riding park here in Kane County um, because, you know, you get a lot of these DuPage County or Cook County or DeKalb County, Kane County, you know, they got these off-road motorcycles, but they got nowhere to ride. Um, so one thing that we're working on is getting a, getting a park. And she's actually been very receptive to it. What about opening up uh, public lands and stuff? Cause that's a huge problem in Illinois where they don't, nobody has anywhere to ride these things. Yeah, well, and it's a big work with the park districts and forest preserves and all this stuff. You know, you work with your local county sheriffs on this. Um, and that's why I think this is going so well is because when, when we started talking about this off-road ATV park, uh, I talked to Ron Hain, who's our county sheriff, and I said, hey, this is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And he goes, that'd be amazing. He goes, we have, you know, he's like, we have such a problem with people riding these things on private property and, you know, telling them, Hey, you can't ride there. And he's like, I don't want to do it. He's like, so if there's somewhere that they can go, 
Um, he's like, I'm all about it. So that's, that's one thing locally we're trying to get accomplished so that if you have a dirt bike or you have an ATV, hey, go five miles this way. Here's a park. Go nuts. Do your thing. You've got somewhere to go ride them. And the response has been very receptive because it is a problem with, all right, I've got a dirt bike, but where the hell do I go ride it? Exactly. Well, you got a lot of the manufacturers now really pushing to that sector. You know, you got the Pan America coming out. You got the African Twin. Uh, you know, BMWs coming out with some stuff. So there has to be something to where you can get on some trails. Absolutely, because I mean, unless you know somebody that's got the private property that says, "Hey, come on, bring your," you know, bring your. Uh, uh, dirt bike out here, you know, like, you know, if you get, if your buddy's got an African twin, you know, bring it on over and go ride it. I mean, unless you know that guy, yeah, there's nowhere to ride him. And we've gotten, uh, Hunter John is our off-road guy for a Bay of Illinois. He's actually got one down south already. Um, so this is something we're working on to bring up here so that, you know, some of these people have this place to go. Um, and I'm hoping, I'm, I'm crossing my fingers, it sounds positive, but I'm, I'm hoping we get it done. Well, that would be an accomplishment right there. And I uh, think a lot of the younger kids would appreciate that, man, because that's all the rage now, especially in the urban areas, man. They're all, they kind of make us look like schmucks, but uh, especially when they're in the newspaper, all oh, these bikers here, you look over, they're on freaking ATVs. So, <laughs> yep, absolutely. But uh, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. I really do, letting us know what uh, A-Bait's up to in Illinois. And hopefully the more we do this with different uh, motorcycle rights organizations, we can get them uh, some memberships and get into the fight. Because like you said, without uh, participation, uh, you're not going to have them rights, man. And A-Bait's led that way since the 70s. Yep. Well, and I appreciate you letting me on to talk about it. Um anything that you know we can do to keep the rights and freedoms of motorcyclists you know not just in illinois but across the country uh we have to do because like i said if we stop fighting they disappear exactly uh when's your you guys still having the state rally this year yes uh actually i think it's still the dates being determined but we are having a state rally this year yep cool. i'm gonna have to come down and see you guys man yes you are rock on man uh awesome well i appreciate having you on chris man that was an awesome discussion and uh hopefully we'd help you out yeah i hope so and uh i look forward to continuing watching your show and hopefully we can do it again really appreciate it man thanks a lot buddy you bet awesome i'm james hollywood machikari join me monday through friday for motorcycle mayhem morning show on youtube live facebook and all major podcast platforms where we talk about all the major biker news going on in the scene rock on rock on baby that was an awesome interview i thought there is the reason you want to join your local Abate uh, Motorcycle Rights Foundation. Give your support to NCOM because they are out there fighting for you. And it's hard for them to fight for your rights if you don't get involved. I always talk about if you cannot do the meetings, the events, all that type of stuff, 
at least join up and support them with yearly dues because it really does go to good use. They are really good with uh, working with representatives to ensure that you're getting what you need to get when it comes to motorcyclist rights. They are one of the uh, only organizations besides the ones that I mentioned that are out there fighting for you. So why not just go out there and support them? Because you're benefiting from their hard work, so you have to get involved, you hooligans. Say it all the time. Get involved with it. Let me know your thoughts in the comment section and all that good stuff. Don't forget to go over there and join our Discord server. Man, we got all kinds of rooms in that server, man. Everything from the Insane Throttle Strip Club over to titties and everything else you can find that's biker related. So with that, you guys, hopefully you guys enjoyed the interview. I'll see you again during the week on Motorcycle Madhouse Morning Mayhem. I say goodbye. Ciao. So long. Get your hat, Jack. Yeah. We'll